Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Melbourne podcast. I'm your host, Vikas Raheja. The Let's Talk Melbourne podcast is brought to you from the city of Melbourne, where we talk to business leaders, opinion makers, influencers, and change agents. This is a space for critical thinking, open discussions, and the big picture. This podcast is sponsored by Construct Mart and Floors Trading and Clearance Center, your one-stop shop for all the floorings and renovations. Hi and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Melbourne. Firstly, thank you everyone for tuning in for season one and for your feedback and your good wishes and thoughts. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you everyone who was listening. And today we've got someone whom I'm really excited to have on our show. And I, before we get into it, I'll request my guest to introduce himself, if that's okay. Thank you, Vickers. Hi, guys. Uh, my name's Nick McWilliams. I'm a 31-year-old personal trainer and gym owner, um, and I live right here in Collingwood. A resident Collingwood. Our studio is in Collingwood, so he's a resident there Collingwood. Go. That's right. Literally walked across the road, <laughs> Walk after, across a, the road. after a workout to uh, record this one, so it was very convenient. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming to Let's Talk Melbourne, and I'm really excited to have you and chat to you. Um, I want to kick off by say asking you how you got into personal training. Like, what was the what was your journey like been in the fitness industry, so to speak? Yeah. So, look, mate, I was a, a bit of a bit of a wild child and uh, left high school very early. So, kind of found myself working a lot of odd jobs, retail, um, you know, hospitality. Um, and ended up managing a, a nightclub here in Melbourne. Yeah. So I'm from uh, Hobart, Tasmania, originally. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a quiet place. Um, not much happening, especially yeah. for a young guy in his <laughs> early 20s, as you could imagine. So um, moved across here to Melbourne, ended up managing a, a nightclub, and uh, did that for a few years. Yeah. Um, and, mate, I just found um, that I was just getting very, very burnt out uh, with that lifestyle, yep. you know, finishing work 3am, um, sleeping most of the day, uh, and not looking after Long myself. Nights, yeah. So yeah, so, um, that wasn't exactly, you know, the moment I decided I wanted to get into the fitness industry, but yep. there was a few things happening in my life back then where, um, I knew that I needed to change, change up something. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And how has your journey been so far? Mate, it's been good so far. Um, seven years in, um, lucky enough to have uh, opened my own um, studio gym um, six months ago. Yeah, uh, which has been and congratulations yeah, on that. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. It's been a yeah, it's been a rough journey. I think um, you know, especially with the pandemic and stuff yep. like that. You know, our industry got. Um, got hit pretty hard yeah um, obviously gyms yeah. being closed and yeah. open and closed um so yeah it's been a bit of a tough road but um luckily for me i kind of um opened my gym you know post pandemic yeah um and it's been pretty smooth sailing so far so awesome so cheers yeah. to yeah. that thank you mate and thank you luck. thanks for this beautiful whiskey all right you will like drinking on this podcast so <laughs> Uh, Perfect. I want to ask you now. Melbourne obviously is a city that's very health conscious. Everyone's you know in the gym or running or mm. doing some sort of physical activity. Based on your experience in the industry, what's your personal take on how the uh, city has changed in terms of their fitness? Mm. Like you know, before it was gym, and then they were like you had these pilates and yep. then boxing so yep. what's your personal observation yeah you, you do see these trends 
come and go. Yeah. And when I say come and go, I they probably, do come and yeah, go. Yeah, I probably right. use yeah. um, F forty five as the the more obvious example yeah, because they kind of seem to be be going under and, and closing a lot of their studios. And if you look back seven years, that was the hottest hottest thing to go and Everyone do. Everyone was saying that. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, so, look with, with trends. I mean, it's kind of for me. I try not to get sucked into the marketing of it. Yeah. I look at the actual science behind the training. Yeah. Um, and, and I've always been more results driven, you know, as a coach um, with my own training. You know, if it if it's not tangible yeah. and I can't measure it, yeah. um, I'll kind of stay away from it. Okay. Um, not to yep. say that we can't go for a run because it makes us feel good and it clears our head. Of course we can. And that's a very good idea. Um, to do some running or something active, some cycling. But if you want results, yeah. um, you need to be following a structured plan yep. and have an idea what your goal is. Um, and a lot of these trends, I find that people just go to kind of tick a box yeah. and say, I went to a um, you know, did, did the, yeah, an F45 thing. class yeah. and I ticked that box for the morning and yep. that's my health and fitness done for the day. Yeah, And those type of people end up kind of... Um, find themselves and not really happy with where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. I find in, in my experience of dealing with people, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I can mm. vouch because, uh, as you know, I, I couldn't do deadlift. Like, that right. was my, nothing scared me more than doing a deadlift. Yeah. And the fact that I'm able to do that thanks to you, mm. it gives you a great high. It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it may not be the most important thing, but to me it is. Like, yeah, that's that right. Makes sense. So, you know, and a good trainer is, helps you achieve that. For sure. So what's your, some of the, challenges with personal training that you have encountered because you i'm guessing mm. you're training clients from different 100%. backgrounds different yeah. type of body types and different kinds of people yeah what's your uh do you have a mantra when you take on a client well you know i guess my my um my slogan initially um yeah. before i opened my my business iron culture collingwood yeah. um my slogan for my own personal um you know personal training business um, which I've you know ran through different various gyms over the years is yep. NM training, you know real people, real results, yep. um, and that goes back to that results based training. So um, let's take a, you know a guy comes in off the street and he says I want to lose body fat, yep. okay, and build muscle. Yeah, you know that's what everyone wants to do. Yeah, <laughs> let's be yeah. honest, right? Yeah. We yeah. want we, we want to do that. Yeah, yes. we want to look a little bit that. more Absolutely. chiseled. We want to, you know, get rid of the love handles, tighten up the stomach yep. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'll explain to this guy, you know, really open and honestly that that's really hard to do at the same time. Yeah. Because they're actually counterproductive goals. Yeah. As, as funny as that might sound, um, to build muscle, you know, you need to actually increase the amount of food you're eating. Yeah. Um, up your protein intake, um, and maybe even put on some extra body fat. Okay, you know which no yep. one wants to do. do. Yeah, um, and then once we've you know increased the muscle mass, built some strength. Yeah, then we can talk about getting really lean. Yeah, uh, and fitter. Yeah, um, if that is the goal to build a more muscular, lean physique. You okay, know? so a lot of people will try to do too many things at once, and that's probably the biggest kind of barrier that I see when people come and approach me they're trying to do everything at once yeah. instead of just focusing on one thing mm. and this is a good point because I want to ask you and help and for these are probably for people like who work with me and you know who you are yeah. who wouldn't know this mm. what is what what do people mean when they say bulking face yep and then shredding face just help yep. us cool. unpack that cool um, for someone who doesn't yeah 
into yeah. it. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from the word bulking because women don't like that term. Okay. <laughs> it's a very like... Apologies. Yeah, that's uh, right. no, yeah. It was... Um, uh, what's the... Let's call, let, call it building, build, building, building phase. phase. Okay. Building phase. Yes. Uh, and then a fat loss phase. Okay. So yeah. Um, so a building phase is where someone should be eating in a um, caloric surplus. Okay. So if their maintenance calories is around, let's say, for your average guy, two and a half thousand calories. Yep. I would increase their, you know, um, their, their intake yep. to three thousand calories, three and a half thousand, depending on the guy. Yeah. And actually encourage them to eat more food over, say, a twelve to sixteen week period. Okay. So that's a building phase. Yep where you're not doing really any cardio, you're lifting weights three to five times a week, yep. and you're eating in a surplus of calories. Okay. Um, then once we've gone through that phase, yep. um, which we're kind of doing with you at the moment, you know, you're, you're eating more food, yep. you're getting bigger and stronger, then we'll go, hey, okay, you've got the hang of this now. We've seen that you have increased your strength, you have increased your muscle mass. Yep. Where do we want to go from here? Yep. Do you want to get even bigger? Yeah. Or do you want to go back to that original goal that you had of wanting to be a lean, have a leaner, more aesthetic-looking physique? Yeah. Then we will start a fat loss phase. And that's very different. That's okay. where I would reduce the amount of calories that you're having. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell you to stop drinking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Stop eating out for dinner as frequently. We've got to get into the yeah, into right, your training, right. but well, yeah, yeah continue. Yeah. Um, and, and track everything that you're yeah, eating yep. and then i might even have you do um some added cardio um or, or some hit training yep. to burn some extra calories yeah so the fat loss phase is about burning more than you're consuming yep to obviously drop to lose body fat okay um so yeah the building phase for most people is more enjoyable Yes. Because you, you get to lift whatever weight. you want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get to eat all the food, you get yeah. to lift all the weights. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, the fat loss phase is where people struggle with. Yeah. Because that's where, um, I guess, a level of discipline comes into it. True. Um, where, you know, living somewhere like Melbourne, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very we're, we're all obsessed with, you know, the restaurant and food culture here. So yeah. it, it's very hard to, to say, no, I'm going to stay in on the weekend. I'm going to you know, cook my steak and my salad (laughs) and and whatever and just chill um, because I am doing this fat loss phase. So that's kind of the difference with the two, yeah. Okay. Mm. And we were just having this conversation before recording. So I want to get uh, interested to get your thoughts. Mm. Um, We were talking about there's there's this trend of like a Timothy Chalamet body type and a Chris Hemsworth body type. What's your your preference? Yeah, that's... Well, mate, (laughs) I'm obviously going to have to say Chris. Um, I mean, that was a given, but I just wanted to ask anyway. Um, uh, Chris is super jacked and obviously um, works very hard for that body. I mean... He's maintained that over a lot of years now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. You know, not just kind of got in shape for, for one role. Yeah. The dude's been in shape for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, Timothy, yeah. I mean, Timothy, um, you know, I'd like to get Timothy in the gym, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to put Timmy, Timothy in what we just called a calorie Carry surplus, surplus. Okay, and yeah. um, see how he looks with an extra 10 kilos on his frame. But uh, mm. no, both both very handsome guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. They're both yeah. correct. Um, 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 I want to talk to you about uh, what it... Uh, sort of, you know, the, how your small business in terms of how what went behind the gym and sort of mm. a thing. But before we jump into that, uh, you recently participated in a con- in a competition. I did, yeah. Congratulations, thanks, mate. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to share uh, your journey about that competition. Cool. Was sort of firstly why you participated in it. Yeah. What was the your motivation to it? 
and and the training that went behind mm. it, and then cool. we can talk a bit more. Cool. Yeah, so um, I recently won my pro card or pro status, they call it, in the um, WBFFF, which is the uh, World Beauty, Fitness and Fashion um, Federation. So this competition, it is a bodybuilding competition, yep. but there is kind of a an element of it where you are judged on um, you know, an evening round and how you dress oh, really? and how oh, okay. you present yourself. Yeah. So, um, it's like a whole like yeah. Mister Universe contest. Yeah, so to speak. it is. Okay. It's a little bit different. It is, yep. a, it is a global, um, global competition. Um, so, I guess what kind of led me to go more towards that federation than just your standard bodybuilding federation was that you know. Um, being interested in fashion and stuff myself, I thought, okay, well, that's a bit of fun. Yep. Um, adds a little bit of something just a little bit different to it. Yep. Not just being all about, you know, how lean or how shredded you are yep. or yep. How, yep. how good your body is, just kind of the, the whole package or whatever. Um, so that's what drew me to that federation. But the motivation behind actually competing um, for me, mate, I've always been really competitive and played sports. Um, yeah. You know, what kind of sports did you uh, play? Yeah, AFL football AFL, okay. as a, as a okay. teenager and a kid, yep. and um, that was like my first love and passion. And um, I actually dislocated my hip really badly um, when I was twenty, which sidelined me for about a year. Yep. So there's like the the femur actually popped out of the wow. hip, so it was yep. a pretty kind of traumatic injury. Um, but cut a long story short. Um, there's a lot of kind of weights and rehabilitation associated with strengthening that leg back up because it really kind of atrophied from the injury and being on crutches for six months. Um, So once I'd strengthened it back up, I was obviously going to the gym more frequently and eating in a calorie surplus and started to get a bit bigger. So yeah. I wasn't doing any cardio because I was injured. Yeah. So my upper body started to grow. My legs started to kind of rehabilitate. And I was like, oh, I kind of like the way I look and feel. I'm liking this extra attention I'm getting, you know, <laughs> to be honest, as a young bloke. Um, How many dates did you get? I got a few. Oh, okay. Once I started bodybuilding, there was a few extra dates there. Um, no, nah, but that's kind of how I got started with the lifting in general yeah. um, and drifted away from the, the sport. But then it was kind of, okay, well, you're lifting, you know, you're looking better, you're feeling strong. That gets a bit boring. Yeah. Um, yep. And having that competitive nature, I was like, well, okay, well, how do I amplify my training and step it up? Well, all right, well, let's, let's enroll in this competition. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to do well in the competition, that's where the level of discipline and the um, – adherence comes to the diet and the yeah. training all that type of stuff so yeah. um i guess that my reason behind it was just just to challenge myself and um and kind of you know feed those that competitive beast inside of me a little bit i suppose mate oh, yeah okay. yeah okay. and um, talk to us a little bit about the preparation that went into it yeah like yeah did, how long how many like was it months before so yeah so you kind of um let's go back to that building yeah. and um you know fat loss phase or cutting phase yeah. you're kind of building towards it for about six months yep okay but that's just lifting weights eating in a surplus and trying to build your physique yeah and then um about 20 weeks out from the actual competition that's where the challenge 20 really weeks begins. Okay. Yeah. yeah so a comp prep will go for um everyone's different if yeah. you're already pretty lean you'll probably do like 12 to 16 weeks. Okay. Um, if you're quite 
bulked or carrying a bit of extra extra body fat, you yep. probably need about twenty weeks to prepare. Okay. Um, so for myself, I you know put on quite a bit of body fat and got up to about one hundred and twenty kilos. Wow. Um, yeah, which was the highest I've you know ever weighed in my life. Um, preparing for this competition, um, and then twenty weeks out, um, my coach started to reduce my calories. Um, had me doing some cardio, like I mentioned, and then we slowly just kind of chipped away um, at that body fat and at that weight um, until I got down to about 103. So, you know, over 20 weeks, you kind of lost 17 kilos, um, which, you know, you have to be very kind of very strict very disciplined, you know. Um, you could do that. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah, was it, comp- was, that's was right. it because your competitiveness made you do that? I think so. Like, yeah. you know, you're sitting back and let's say, um, you know, in that 20 weeks I had people inviting me to birthdays. And I knew you were telling Dinners yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you feel a bit rude sometimes when, hey, I, I can't come because I've got my competition. But you didn't feel like you were missing out on something? Uh, I did sometimes, yeah. sometimes, not going to lie, but I would just kind of snap You were my, focused, so you had yeah, a goal and you wanted to yeah. think us on kind of. Exactly. Exactly. I would okay. just kind of snap myself out and be like, hey, you know, if you go for dinner and you have, you know, four glasses of wine yeah. and a bowl of pasta and some pizza, you know you're not supposed to. It's yeah. going to put you back from your preparation yeah. um, and you're just going to be annoyed annoyed the next week because yep. you've done it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so I mean. Yeah. at the time, it's really hard to say no to all of those kind of um, events and, and, and things that are happening. But after they're over, it's just another night. They are there waiting Correct. for you, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? and now I've, I've won my competition. Um, you know, I am enjoying myself a little bit. So, mate, what's, so exactly. What's the first thing you ate after you won the competition or well, drank? Um, what I had was I actually had this because um, I, I like cookies. All right, yeah. cookies kind of like my my thing okay. for dessert. All right, peanut butter. Uh, uh peanut okay. butter. Yeah, okay. chocolate chip. Everything. So, um, there was this. One kilo cookie, which is obviously huge. One right? kilo, one cookie. kilo, wow. yeah. Okay. So, and it was a baked Biscoff kind of cookie. So, I'd ordered that specifically as a sixty dollar cookie. <laughs> wow, that, that's a lot. You for do a cookie, love your right? cookie, exactly sixty dollars. It's a bit, it's a bit excessive. Um, so I'd ordered that pre-competition, yeah, uh, and then had a nice big slice of that. So awesome, yeah. That was kind of the first thing that I had once I. I jumped off stage. And you never had, you never wanted to give up during your preparation. Not once did you come across your mind. I have had enough. Oh, mate, there was up. some. Yeah, no, look, not going to lie. There's you have some um, ebbs and flows. You yeah. know, like why am I doing this, and is this even worth yeah. it? Um, and those doubts, you know, especially for me, like my schedule would be is um, I would wake up at four o'clock. I would go to the gym before my first client at 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, and I would do an hour of um, what we call steady state cardio. Yeah. Um, which is cardio where you're doing it at a monitored heart rate. Yeah. So it's not intense cardio. It's yep. more slow, controlled cardio. Yeah. Um, I would do about 45 minutes to an hour of that before my first client, train clients up until about lunchtime, and then do my weight session over lunchtime. Um, and then train clients in the evening yeah. and then go home and cook dinner, cook dinner. do it all again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're pretty much living like a monk, you know, and a part of you is like, oh God, 20 weeks of my life. And wasn't you happened. go to bed? Like if you had bed. Yeah, I'd probably get to bed about 9, 30, 10 wow. after I'd okay. cooked Cook and weighed my specific meals for the next day. Yeah. Um, 
because the organization is really everything. Like, Correct. Yeah. If you're a more organized person yeah. in that sport, if you want yeah. to call it a sport, um, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Because if you're not organized, um, you're going to be eating takeout. Correct. You're yeah. going to be um, not going and doing your cardio, yeah. sleeping in for your alarm. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you're going to fall behind. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be successful. And you can see it in people's physiques, as weird as it sounds, where, you know, you might be up there with a, you know, 10, 12 guys. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see in their physique, well, he probably only did his preparation probably six to 12 six weeks. weeks. Oh, yeah. It's kind because of, yeah. he looks like he's only done it six to 12 weeks. Yeah. And, and you can kind of see the people that have, have done the hard yards because it does show it in, does the, show in the, the level physique. of conditioning they yeah. have. Yeah. Mm. And when you won, what was the first thought that came to your mind mm. immediately? Or were you just happy? And Man, it was like a weight had been lifted off the shoulders because... Okay. Um, Funny it's thing done. about yeah, yeah, so like, let's say, so um, this was my second time competing. Um, yeah. The first time uh, I came second, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, not a bad effort, second, whatever, gave myself a bit of pat on the back, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, I still hadn't even, um, achieved that goal of winning yeah. the pro status. So I was like, I've got to do another 20 weeks to prepare for yeah. the next competition. Yeah. And they don't come around very quickly. quickly so if yeah. you lose or, you know, you know, you play second, um, you've got to back it up again. Um, yes. You know, so this competition, if I'd come second again, yeah. um, I wouldn't be sitting here having whiskey with you <laughs> with a big smile on my face. Um, I'd probably be over in the gym Working preparing for the next, for the next one, one. Yeah. you know, which you can imagine. But you are genuinely competitive. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. That's right. right. Okay. Um, so it was like a bit of a weight's been lifted off the shoulders. Oh, I've, I've achieved the goal. Yeah. Now I can kind of chill a little bit and enjoy, you know. Don't tell me you have another goal in other competition. <laughs> you, you're done now, or you, uh, you you're just no, like not, to, not this. You hate yourself to have another one. <laughs> not this year, no, no, no mate, not this year, not this not year, this year. Okay. not for a while. Yeah, okay. oh, that's good. Nothing locked in. Um, I want to get into the your um sort of you are trainer but you also moonlight as an influencer mm. slash uh, fashionista for the city oh thanks man uh, thanks appreciate that before I get into that I want to talk about the gym that you have and mm. I'm always I'm, I'm someone who's big on supporting small businesses in Melbourne and you know having because uh, it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur mm. and it is entrepreneurship mm. Mm. I know it's mm. uh, people think it's a fancy word for a small business yeah. owner but it's it is entrepreneurship because mm. there's a lot of thought definitely what when what was your what's your vision for your current gym mm. and 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 what's your plans for the future for it or is it are you just having fun and doing what you're doing Mate, and, you yeah know? no um look initially um when the pandemic happened um you know i was living in a, a townhouse um down in bayside brighton just here in obviously melbourne yeah. um and I just went and brought, I spent my savings on buying equipment so I could just work out and gotcha. feel normal. Yeah. And then I had a client base and a bit of a following and I was like, oh, hey, okay, you know, if, if you know, if it works within the restrictions, um, I'll have them over and, and train as well, you know, yeah. and that was a little bit of a gray area, but we made it work. Um, and that kind of, kind of proved to me that, you know, I have enough kind of, um, stock and enough of a following where if I open a studio, People will come. they're going to come. Yep. Um, and I actually had a big chunk of the equipment already ready to go. Okay. So I'm yep. like, well, okay, I might as well utilize it. So, um, so post pandemic, um, I went back to working in a, um, for someone else, yeah. um, which I didn't enjoy at all. Um, but I still had that equipment there, started to kind of just try to save some money. And, yep. I, and I was thinking, well, 
all of these different gyms that I've worked at, there's always things about them I don't like, <laughs> you know, and it might be like their their ethos or their their um their training methodologies yeah. that I don't agree with. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe it's that competitiveness. I'm like, I always feel like I could do it, I could do it better or just better do it job. differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, and make it more results based. So that's kind of what you know iron culture has been formed out of. It's 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 not um you know it's not I guess just my idea of the way I like to train it. It's what actually works for people. So when okay. someone comes in the door, they sit down with their coach, you know, they specifically go over their goals. Um, and then whatever they're doing with their eating or their training, yeah. they know exactly what their goal is and what they're working towards. And I think that's probably what we do a little bit differently to other small gyms in the area where yeah. they might just be like, this is our training class schedule jump in, have some fun, yep. and let's do it. And like, we want to make it fun, fun too, but yeah, we yeah, want yeah. to be more results-driven. So um, I guess that's the I guess the idea behind the brand. Um, and long-term, mate, it's, um, I kind of just want to grow it, keep you know attracting like-minded trainers. Yeah. Um, currently have two trainers um, working kind of underneath me at the moment, um, and we're just trying to look to expand that. But, um, but in terms of franchising the gym or anything like that long term it's really hard because yep. it is a little bit more niche yeah um you know and i think there's a saying that you can't sell a non-system correct yeah. so if it's not systemized then you, um, can't, you yeah. can't you know mass produce it and correct. sell it scale wise yeah. yeah scale it exactly yeah. so ours isn't um but know, it's also a system you, essentially because and it's we, it's a good thing sorry to interrupt yeah, because got, because it's you yeah. You're, you being in the gym training mm. is the uh, USP of the gym, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Not the, it's, it's not the equipment or the... Exactly, it's, yeah. The, it's like what you per, what you as an individual bring to the gym. Mm. Sorry, I yeah, the, yeah, let's highlight that, yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's right, mate. So like, um, you know, in terms of scaling and or whatever, if that happens in the future and um, we create the right, you know, business, yep. business model to do so, but at the moment, you know... Um, I do offer some small group men's training, but that's groups of eight. So, you know, it's not groups of 36 or 24 gotcha. like okay. other gyms. So it's it, it, it's very niche. Yep. It's still very personalized. Yep. Um, and that'll be eight eight guys with me coaching them. Gotcha. Um, and they're all following a very specific training program, very structured, and they're doing it in a private studio. So, okay. um, yeah, we do offer group training, um, but like I said, no more than eight per class. Yeah. Okay. So it is a little bit different. Mm. Well, that's good. Mm. Now, uh, if I have to ask you to pick three um, men and three women yep. who in your mind have the most the best body and we are not on obviously we are not objectifying we're just mm. saying in terms of fitness who do you think is the most fittest three men and three women your top mm. three yeah top three interesting mm. I know I didn't brief you this just yeah. came to my no, mind now no. so I was like <laughs> put, put me on the spot here mate um, you can pick one you don't have to pick yeah. three yeah. Uh, you know I do have a girlfriend is she, she going to be listening to this or? I hope I hope she is if you're not <laughs> please <laughs> alright uh, right, we'll start with the guys yeah. um Best bodies. Um, there's a bodybuilder, um, a guy at the moment named Chris Bumstead. Okay. Um, C Bum, very famous, um, classic bodybuilder. Yeah. I think he probably has what I would consider the the best physique, the best physique. in the world. Okay. Um, and when I say classic bodybuilder, what I mean by that is he's um, very athletic looking still. Okay. The guy can run, jump, um, okay. move. Yeah. Versus when I say bodybuilder, people probably think these. 
you know, freakishly, um, you know, um, mass monsters, um, you know, that, that, um, that's kind of not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this guy's still athletic, very fit. Um, yeah, he's Chris Bumstead. So he's probably number one physique. Number two, um, I do like someone like, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, you know, um, he's probably has a little bit more of a natural look to his physique. Yes. I'd say probably... You know, wouldn't be too many enhancements there, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing crazy like you see with the bodybuilders, yep. where their bodies are very enhanced. Yep. Um, he kind of has a little bit more of a <coughs> natural look. Um, All right. And third one. Third one. So number three. This is going to be kind of my my childhood um, idol here, um, John Claude Van Damme. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super shredded. All time ultimate. Great. Athletic. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme, number three. Okay. Um, and the women. The women. Okay. So, I'm trying to think Hollywood to start with, yep. just to make it more kind of relatable to the audience. Um, I think someone, I think someone, yeah, like a, like a Margot Robbie has a nice kind of, yep. nice, nice She's kind terrific of in Barbie. Natural, yeah, yeah, yeah especially yeah. in the Barbie movie. Ooh, has yeah, a nice yeah. kind of um, natural curves, not overly slim yep. or, or anything like that. Nice nice physique, uh, if you want to call it that. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. We'll say physique. Uh, number two, um, let me think. There's uh, a couple of um, women that actually compete in the, um, uh, the same federation that I do. Yep. Um, one woman in particular, her name's um, Hattie Boydell. She's okay. a very kind of um, muscular, um, but you know, feminine physique. Okay. Um, that'd probably be a, a kind of nice uh, women's physique that a lot of women could kind of look up to or aspire to. Very strong and fit. Yeah. Um, number three, I'd probably have to say my my own partner because she, <laughs> she competes as well. You're just playing safe. I'm no, playing it safe. It's so fair. I know she's going to listen to this, okay. but uh, okay. her name's Kimberly Leggett. Um, and again, she um, competes in the, the same yeah. federation as well. Um, you know, so with the women, they call their federation the bikini category and then fitness. Okay. Um, so the first female mentioned, I think, believe does more of the fitness category. Gotcha. Um, a little bit more kind of, you know, muscular yep. and um, kind of leaner. Yeah. And then the bikini category is a little bit more feminine. Um, I think it was a little bit more curvy or whatever. So okay. that's kind of how they, uh, they judge that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. One, one celebrity. for everybody. Yeah. yeah and Absolutely. a couple couple uh, Aussie talents in there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, we're almost in the last leg of the conversation. I think I, think I can talk to you for, as you know, for hours. Um, but I want to get into your role as an influencer slash yeah. fashionista no in the city. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you post something and immediately there you get like 100 likes. What's what's going on there? What's with this uh, uh, like fashion type? Uh, firstly, mate, what's your mate, take I, I, on your influence, your your Instagram yeah, uh, persona? Mate, to be honest, mate, um, I started kind of listening to a couple of your um, you know your main kind of Instagram gurus, um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk and, and these type of people, yeah. and they would kind of just say post the things that you're actually interested in, you actually like. Yeah. Don't try to pretend to be someone, someone you're, you're not, not. Yeah. because people can just see through that shit. That's true. I mean, that used to work on Instagram and probably seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All this fake it, fake it to your make people it. People can watch see through bullshit. Yeah. So once yeah. you start just showing, um, you know, dressing the way you want to dress or um, showing, you know, real raw training content, 
I find people respond a lot better to that. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, especially um, on uh, TikTok of all platforms, um, that's where my audience um, grew to something like 40,000 in, um, I think it was like two weeks. Um, you know, and that's kind of without really trying to yep. grow. I was just posting some, you know, um, authentic training tips of me in the gym talking about how to do a deadlift. Um, and just giving people, giving good people, content, yeah, give good, honest yeah. content, yeah. Um, without asking them to buy anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to ram something down their throat. So, yeah. I think just yeah, trying to be be authentic with it. And it looks like you're yeah. having a lot of fun as well. With yeah, it. that's yeah. right. And having a yeah. bit of and fun with it too. Yeah. Let's have a bit yeah. of fun with it. Like, yeah. you know, most of the videos might be me in the you know in the studio uh, in the afternoon where I've got the gym to myself yeah. and might be blasting you know some some loud you know heavy music or whatever and then showing some of my training um you know and that's real raw training you're actually doing it in the moment yeah um you know pushing hard and 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 whatnot so people resonate with that i think yeah Yeah. rather than um too much much this polished stuff yeah yeah i think Mm. uh it's it's good content it's uh, well curated, well thought through, and that's important because people, as you said, pe- you know, authenticity is the main thing. People mm. can call, say their bullshit. Mm. Um, two questions we ask all our guests. One is, what's your anthem song? Do you have an anthem, anthem song? song? Yeah, no, I definitely do. Definitely do. Um, speaking of heavy metal music, I would probably have to say it would have to be uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica. Uh, Metallica is like... That's right. You, you can't get better than that. That's right. Hi- hypes me up. Hypes yeah. me up. If I'm lifting some heavy weights, it's going on. It's getting turned yeah. up loud. So let's say... Yeah. That's your anthem Metall- song. I would That's say That's a so, great yeah. song. It's I'd a great so. song. Uh, it's sad they don't make metal music anymore. And if it, if they do, it's not as good as yeah, like it used to be. It's it? trash. Yeah. Pretty bad. Hmm. And what's the one thing you love about living in Melbourne? Oh... I mean, everyone says the coffee and the food, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, let's, uh, let's try to think of something different. Um, mate, I think I think it's it's kind of like a big country town in, in a <laughs> okay. sense of like... No one said pe- that, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. kind of like a big, big country town in the sense of like people are pretty easygoing. Yep. Um, you know, compared to say maybe Sydney, yeah. I find, yeah, uh, if, if you compare sure. the two, Absolutely. which we often yeah. do. Yeah. So I find, I, I think the people are pretty, pretty down to earth and, and easygoing. Yeah. You know, look at Collingwood, We've got all types here. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, it's, it's the most mixed bag, I think, uh, of, of any, any of suburb any in Australia. Of, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. But everyone makes it work. It's, yeah. everyone's and get along. Fun, gets along. And he yeah. tries to get along, yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, walk Smith Street at night and it's always entertaining and, yeah. and fun. Yeah. Um, there's not too much, too much, you know, I don't see too much violence yeah. or anything um, crazy going on. So, yeah, I think, I think it's the people. I think everyone kind of, um, you know, all these different backgrounds and, um, different nationalities, everyone kind of makes it work and yeah. it's pretty polite to each other. Yeah. Um, like I find people will say hello in the street here, yeah. even if they're total strangers, you might just Correct. Yeah. a bit of a head nod or a bit of a smile Yeah. versus in other cities, you don't really get you that. You get that. No, if sure. you say hello to a um, stranger, they'll think you're a bit of a weirdo <laughs> in yeah. some parts of the world, right? I agree, I agree. No, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. Uh, you you know you just said you wake up at four a.m. every day. Your mm. first client mm. pops in at six a.m. Yeah, what keeps you going every day? What what mm. at four a.m. when you get up each morning? What's the what keeps you going? What mate, makes you do that? Man, I think just com- coming from a really really humble background where um, you know my mother used to clean houses for a living, not having much money. 
um, growing up. I think just that drive to want to kind of break the mold a little bit, um, step outside your comfort zone, start your own business, grow your own business, um, you know, and eventually give back to her one day. Um, that's kind of that, that's kind of grind, you know, seeing that, um, you know, that old school mentality of, you know, going and cleaning houses and providing for your family, um, rubs off on you. So, you know, whether it's running a gym, training incredibly hard, being strict, it's still that same mindset of, you know, it's, it's gotta be done. So yeah. 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 That's, that's quite beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and congratulations on everything that you've achieved. I think it's amazing. Awesome. And I wish you all the very best for the future and thank you so much for coming here and uh, being a part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was a great chat. Yeah. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. We would like to thank our sponsors, Construct Mart and Floors Trading and Clearance Center, uh, and also let you know that this podcast has been recorded from Image Online Studio in Abbotsford. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Melbourne.